This morning, I was looking at a uh, passage of scripture in Kings um, about Elisha, the prophet. And Elisha was a pretty wild prophet. He did crazy things to show God's glory and power above the authorities and the gods of his current age. But uh, what I find interesting, there's a couple stories here. I'm trying to decide which one to go with. But... Um, there's there's a, a woman, a rich woman. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go with this one in uh, a woman in Shunem. There's a wealthy woman. Um, when when Elijah would go into this town called Shunem, this wealthy woman that lived there would urge him as he came by, "Come and eat with us." She recognized that he was a man of God, so she kept serving him. And uh, her servant heart was evident to Elisha. You know, her consistency, because he would keep coming by and she would consistently do something very simple. Um, and what I want to talk about is the little things, the simple things in life lead to big miracles without you even expecting it um, or even looking for it. Because this woman just wanted to have the presence of God with her in her home. And that's an interesting picture, but she did it with small things. So in Elijah... Um, in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8, um, this is what it says here. So one day Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. So they built a relationship. It was like, and all she did was a very small act. She just fed him. And think about this, right? The small acts that we're talking about with your family, Mylene, you know, those small acts of love. Hey, Come and eat with us. Or even sleep in our house. We, we don't have much space, but we want to share with you the love that God has afforded to us. Now this woman, it actually says she's a wealthy woman. Um, which actually in itself is a, it's a whole other conversation that she was willing to bring in a stranger into her own home. Because actually for, for those that are wealthy, they oftentimes they become insular. They just stay in their own little circles. Right? And... But this woman was different. So she said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. She knew that God was with him. So she was hungry, not for the guy's presence, but for the presence of God upon him. Right. So let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. Isn't that interesting? So her acts of service, she then goes... I don't think feeding is enough. Is there anything else that I can do to, in essence, um, nurture the presence of God in my home? I want to nurture the presence of God. So these small acts that we can often bypass, ordering things, putting things in order, getting things right, setting things up, providing a place where we can love and serve others, is actually a pathway because later on we'll see what it opens up for her and it does some huge things in her life because of her faithfulness in the small and, and that's quite encouraging right because often as individuals and as a team we can feel like we're just doing tiny things tiny acts small things that we can do right now and we're doing it we got to remember we're doing it to to welcome in the presence of God we want to walk in his presence and it's not always the big bang and 
flashing lights. It's the small things. Preparing a meal, preparing a bed. That's literally what this is. A meal in a bed. It's like Airbnb, but for Christians. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's nothing big. Anyone can do these acts. That's the beauty of this passage. Now, and, and, and just because she's rich doesn't mean anything. Anyone can do this, right? And so one day Elijah returned to Shunem and he went up to his upper room to rest. So he was like, wow, I'm going to make use of this. The woman's like, we've got a room for you. And then he said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elijah said, Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? So he felt like, oh, hey, I, I want to give something back. You know? She said, no, she replied. My family takes good care of me already. So she, she did not to take. This is interesting, right? The, sec, the first time she gets an offer of give back for her good deeds, and I put that in parentheses, she said, I, I don't need anything. Uh, you know, actually, the, it's fine. I'm good. And this is, shows a character trait in her that I want to encourage in us. She's, she's like, no, I'm good. Later, Elijah then asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Because they're like perplexed. So finally, Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is an old man. So they find out, actually, this is an issue that, you know, they have no control over. Um, so call her back again. So Elijah told him. Now, you got to remember the fact that they've just said that in like, half a verse there's a whole backstory of that her husband is old and they have no son so what does that tell you it's been a desire for a long time something that she's wanted and then bearing in mind he the prophet the presence of god already said what can we do for you you would think well actually this is something that i really want she did it not for what she wanted she did it because she desired the presence of God first she put her own needs and desires and wants in the background isn't that interesting her husband is already old it's like this is an old pain in her life and desire that wasn't fulfilled and it, it and yet it wasn't her motivation so I want to ask this today what's our motivation for ushering in the presence of God? Is it for personal gain? Or is it because we desire to have God's presence in our vessel, in our home? When we come into the presence of God to read His Word, are we reading it because we want something? Is the first thing in our mind, if I do this, I'm going to get an answer to that. If I give this, I'm going to get something back for this need that I have. Isn't that interesting? It's a, quite a challenge. When we walk, we've got to think, man, am I like this woman from Shunem? Because then later on you find out. So then Elisha's like, oh my goodness, call her back. That's a need. What, what in the world? Why hasn't that been given to me? And it shows you her. I think it's amazing. This woman is truly a servant heart. It's a phenomenal picture for how we can be today and tomorrow and going forward. Primarily, she desired the presence of God and she was willing to do it regardless of her own desire. She just wanted God's presence in her home. Oh, can we be the same? 
Call her back, Elijah told him. When the woman returned, Elijah said to her as she stood in the doorway, Next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. God then goes, <clears throat> you don't even have to ask. I'm going to give you this as a surprise for the very need that you've had, the very pain point that you've had in your life. You'll be surprised. Isn't that crazy? So she didn't even ask for this now. God just decided. So that's the flip side. When we seek God for God, not for what God can do, and not for what we want and need. Oftentimes we can seek Him because we're in need of something. I want, I want to challenge us as a community to seek Him because of Him, just because we want His presence, because that's all that counts. And actually from the overflow of that, then these things come. And then she's even like, no, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and give me hopes. Get my hopes up like that? She didn't even dare to think that God could provide for her own hurt and pain and desire. She said, please don't do that to me. I, that's not even in my peripheral. I did this just because I wanted to foster. I wanted to harness the presence of God that's upon you in my own home. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? That is called character. That is called maturity. That is called God first, me last. Right? Seeking God's face for God's face. <laughs> but look at this miracle. And it sets her up to have even more amazing faith because this is what happens. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah had said. So... She birthed the very thing she desired, not because she asked, but because she sought God for who God was. So the moral of this section of this story, because there's two halves to this, is seek God for God's sake.